Welcome to Ministry in Motion, a program where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. I'm Derek Morris. And I'm Anthony Kent. And whether you're a pastor or a leader in your local congregation, Ministry in Motion is here for you to strengthen and resource you. Derek, I'm looking forward to today's program. I am too, Anthony. Lessons for leaders. Wow. And having a, an experienced leader who can share with us some lessons that he has learned through life to help pastors and lay leaders around the world. Derek, tell us about our guest today. Well, Pastor Jan Paulson, I've known for many, many years. In fact, he was a college professor when I was going to school back in England. Right. He's been a president of a division of our world church, world leader of our church, general conference president, teacher, statesman, uh, a broad experience in leadership. And I, I think the principles we'll learn today will be really valuable. Exactly. And he comes with that wealth of experience. And I'm looking forward to those insights that he'll be sharing with us. And we're glad that uh, you can be with us for the program today. Lessons for leaders. Uh, I hope you'll share the principles you learn with other leaders in your church. We'll be right back with more Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today, Lessons for Leaders. And our special guest, Pastor Jan Paulson. Thank you. So glad that you're here with us. I'm delighted to be with you here. Delighted. I'm trying to imagine what it would be like to interview the Apostle Paul as a young pastor <laughs> and saying, Apostle, could you share with me some lessons you've learned? Now, I'm sure you'd have a disclaimer and say, I'm not the Apostle Paul. I am, you are right. But there is some tremendous value in learning from an experienced leader and saying, what are some lessons, whether a person's just starting his or her ministry or been involved in ministry for many years? Yeah. Practical lessons for leadership. And we'd like to, in our program today, explore some of those lessons. So okay. as you think about what are some lessons I could pass on to leaders in a local church, okay. what, what comes to mind? Well... I've had many teachers who have taught me, colleagues and students who have taught me many things. And um, both from my years in senior leadership over the last uh, oh, three, four decades, college president and in other leadership positions of the church, there are many things that one learns. You learn when you make mistakes. Mistakes, moments of mistakes are your best learning moments. And, um, you know, as a church, we are so focused on the activities we have to do. We are engaged in so many ways, on so many fronts. We have a, we have a huge mission that we are trying to accomplish. So we are always exploring what are our resources how can, and how can we put these resources best to use. And I have learned over the years that the most important resource you have 
is human being. People. People are your most valuable resource in whatever you are going to engage with as a church. And so we have to ask ourselves, I've had to ask myself, how do I best realize the potential of this resource? So if I'm, if I'm taking notes as a good student, I would say one important lesson for a leader is to realize that people are your most valuable resource. Oh, absolutely. People, without any question, is your most valuable resource. What does that mean? This means that you, you, you have to, as leader, help those who work with you, your associates, help facilitate the capacity they have. Make them shine. If they shine, you will shine. You know, some people value things and use people. Yes. But I'm, I'm hearing that a, that a, a good leader uh, values people. Absolutely. And uses things. And, and makes provision uh, for people to be as successful as is possible. Um, uh, it's, you, you, you are a capacity facilitator for people. And then when you give them uh, a function, when you, when you uh, uh, share a responsibility and, and you ask one of your colleagues, I have discovered in leadership, when you ask one of your colleagues to undertake a particular assignment, you trust him or her because we have some wonderful leaders who are women, to do their job. You ask them because you thought they could do the job. Okay, trust them enough now to do it. Don't micromanage what they are trying to do. Leave them to do what they have been asked to do. They have been gifted by the Holy Spirit to do it. Trust the Holy Spirit and the people to get things together and uh, yeah, they will come and talk to you along the way, but let them do their job. Uh, so I think really, I think it's important to make people feel trusted, feel enabled, feel empowered, feel reassured and supported in what they are doing. You know, I see that, uh, Pastor Paulson, in the book of Acts, chapter 6, where the apostles delegate responsibility, yeah. but then they don't try to micromanage the food distribution. That's right. They, they not only give responsibility, but they empower those leaders to do their work. Yeah. And I think trust here is so important. You know, we, we, uh, we had um, over a series of six, seven years, eight years, we recorded these television, live television programs with youth and young adults. And we had, I think, 30 of these around the world. One of the things that came up so often uh, from the young, young adults was and they were looking at their situation. They were looking at their under, being underused in the church. Uh, and maybe that's something we can come back to uh, in this, in this uh, program we have. But the one thing that came so often from them was we feel that we are not trusted. Mm. Well, you know, why not trust people to do their job? What are the options? Are you going to run around and do it all yourself? You won't get much done. You will not. And it's going to be a mediocre job if you try, because you, my skills are, are limited That's right. in some areas. And, and fortunately, the church has tried to place in various leadership roles a, a complement of individuals who, can, who have strengths that others may not have. It's between us, that broadness. The same is true in the gift in the local church, for example. Pastor can't do it all. The local elder cannot. We have a, 
there is a band of, of, of leadership spread broadly and widely. Let them all play their various roles. Give them space and time and confidence and trust to do it. And they will do it well. So how do I identify these people? You're saying release authority to people. They're your most valuable resource. Yeah. Uh, how do I identify well, the people that have certain gifts? Because I couldn't release any responsibility to just anyone randomly. Okay. From my experience, uh, and it's, it's all different, you know, we, we don't all have the same, we aren't all given the same assignments and we don't come to it in the same way. But over the years, over, yeah, over a three-decade period when I've served as in senior leadership positions, there were always a cadre of people that were assigned to work with me. Mm -hmm. I could choose some of them and some of them were chosen for me. I came to a table that was already partly seated. Right. Okay? They were chosen for good reasons. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there were mismatches, but even so, on the whole, chosen for good reason. So I will choose, it's a decision in my own mind, I will choose to help those who are part of my working team to do well and, and, and support them and trust them to do it well and help them with whatever resources they need so they can function to the best of their capacity for the good of the church. We love the church and love the Lord and we want them to do well. You know, that sounds like counsel from a wise leader who's secure and, and willing to allow other leaders to succeed and to do well. If you just took this one principle from this part of our program, it's, it's worth holding on to and implementing in your ministry that people are your most valuable resource. Value people, use things, affirm those leaders, empower them to realize their potential for God. More lessons. We'll be right back with Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry of Motion. Our topic today, 
Lessons for Leaders, and our special guest, Pastor Jan Paulson. We learned in the first part of our program about uh, one valuable lesson, Pastor Paulson, and that was to value people. Mm. Uh, we explored helping them to realize their potential. That takes a secure leader. And I think the next lesson you're going to share with us also takes a secure leader. Uh, what would be a second lesson for leaders that you've gleaned from your experience as a leader? Well, maybe we could look at this matter of openness. By openness, I mean both being transparent, but also being open to receive, you know, have an open mind. I think it is unfortunate. I think it is probably destructive. If you're, the moment your mind closes and nothing new comes in, mm. uh, it uh, shuts out the possibility of God taking you to new discoveries. I mean, we have always said as a church, we believe that God will lead us to new discoveries, that the truth is not fully disclosed, revealed, seen, understood, that there is a, an, an, an understanding, a growing understanding of the beauty and wholeness of truth. To receive that, you have to have an open mind. Um, occasionally, you meet people who will not let in a new thought, a new idea. And it stifles leadership when that happens. I've learned that you have to be open. You have to be, have a mind which is open so that you, you can hear and understand and listen to also that which may not be quite how you looked at things a year ago or two years ago. Therefore, I've said to some of my colleagues in conversation with other people, you know, it's easy to talk to people who agree with you all the time, <laughs> right? Right. It's not a problem. They don't challenge you and there is not a surprising comment coming from them. They only bless that which you say. So I've said to them, remember also to talk with those who disagree with you. I've noticed uh, we talked about the program that you did called Let's Talk. Yeah. You talked to young uh, teenagers and also young adults. Right. And, and one of the things I noticed, I've watched that program, especially the young adults are very willing to share a perspective that's different perhaps from Absolutely. what you'd hold. Absolutely. Uh, that takes a level of courage to be able to sit with a group of people and have them, can I use the word challenge? Uh -huh. Challenge um, a position that you've held. Yeah, it, it, this is good. This is, this is, I think this is normal. This is healthy. Once you, once you, you, you uh, carry with you into the life of the church the sentiment of uh, the security of a family. You know, we, you have children, I have children, grandchildren as well. The Lord has wonderfully blessed us with that. And my children have always been able to say, well, why is that so? Why do you do that? Why not this? Have you ever, that? Have you ever thought about this? There, are, there is a constant flow of perspectives, perceptions, and alternative things that maybe, it may be wrong, but I may not have, have been brought to think about that particular element. And I think it's, it's important for me, it was important for me as a leader, also to listen to those who see things differently from the way I do it. Seems like we need to have a, a, 
uh, a level of trust and, and mutual respect. Yes, we do. In order for that to happen. Yeah, we do. And, and when I think about openness, it also has to do with, with the, the conversation that we have. That it is, I am open not only to express myself, but that the ones whom I have engaged in communication, that I, I have the exchange with, that that person, he or she, will sense that I have a mind which is open to listen to what they say. How can you understand somebody yeah. if you have shut your That's mind right. so much that the filters are so tight right. that you will only let through that mm. which, which resonates with your previous uh, convictions? Mm. As I say, they may not be right. They may well have got either the wrong end of the stick or the wrong end of the truth, and it isn't the truth. And yet, you are secure. Uh, try to understand what's going on, what's being said. And then there are times when you sit back and you reflect and you have the humility to say to yourself, you know, not a bad idea. I hadn't thought about that. Right. But not a bad idea. And it becomes part of your prayer life to discover whether you feel impressed and um, feel God-led mm -hmm. to maybe look at a given matter differently than you have been accustomed to. I, I, I sense, particularly from the younger generation in our church, I sense a huge need for them to, to feel that me as a leader, my colleagues in leadership, I am not so much now, you know, but used to be, but that my colleagues in leadership, that they can communicate with a sense of, of openness. Openness also means absence of hostility. Yes, you Did talked you? about that at the beginning. You talked about a, a, a personal openness, yeah. not just to new ideas, but a willingness to be transparent, yeah. Uh, yeah. maybe even vulnerable. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Some people, some leaders shrink back from that, thinking that someone may take advantage if, if you are too transparent. How do you feel well, about no, that? No, I, I think this is okay. I have never felt... I, I, and forgive me, I, I'm not trying to suggest that I succeeded on all these points. I, I did not. Uh, but I have never felt threatened by um, letting people look at, 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 at me, uh, you know. How uh, you think, what uh, your this is who I am. passions are. This is who I am, right? Okay. So these are the values I hold. These are the things I'm willing to die for. Mm. You know, I, I love this church. Uh, and, and I will do what I can to keep the church strong. But I want the church to be a dynamic community which is growing, it's discovering, it's rediscovering, it is bringing a sense of engagement to all of our people. And that, I think, is important, that they all sense that they, they, they have a stake in the church and how the church defines her mission uh, and... and, and how we're going to communicate our, our values. I think that sense of, it's, it takes a, a generous mind, I suppose, in one sense, although we all have much growing to do to, to achieve this, but you have to have that kind of an openness to uh, reach out and, 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 and yeah, keep on moving as a dynamic community. The church is a dynamic community. It's not locked. We don't have a, a filter that keeps out every new thought. We mustn't.
Yes, we've got to keep learning. And after the break, we are going to learn another lesson for leaders. We, we've talked about being open, and we'll learn another valuable lesson right after the break with more Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. I've been challenged today as we've talked about lessons for leaders with our guest, Pastor Jan Paulson. Thanks so much for being with us. It's been a great blessing. We've learned about uh, staying open to new ideas and being open as a leader, valuing people uh, as, as our most valuable resource. Uh, if we just took those two lessons with us, uh, we could be uh, more effective in ministry. But, but let's... Uh, Take time for one more valuable lesson that you'd like to share with pastors and lay leaders that could make a difference in their ministry. Derek, I mentioned earlier that over the past uh, several years, the past seven, eight years or so, we had this television conversation with youth and young professionals going uh, around the world in every, every part of the world field. And that may still be available, by the way, on YouTube or somewhere. It's called yeah. Let's Talk. It's called Let's Talk. Let's Talk. And it, it's still available. As I look back to these conversations, I still hear ringing in my mind a call, a cry from the youth to our church. I think it is critically important for our church to be sensitive to the cry of our youth. So you would say to a leader in a church, be attentive. Listen to what they say. To what young people, young adults are saying. Because this is what so many of them are saying the church doesn't need us. We have no meaningful function in church. I mean, what's happening to our youth? Why is it that a high percentage of those who at one stage were part of our community, you come back now and they're gone? 75, 80, 85% are gone. What happened to them? Did they park Christ somewhere? Mm. Or was it just that they got fed up with the church? Well, let me ask you what you've learned. D do they stop... Uh fellowshipping with the community because they no longer believe? No, or is it something else? I think it's something else. I think the, the, a, one of the elements that so many of them comment on is we have no useful function in our local church. Hmm. Okay? We are redundant to the thinking and needs of the local church. It's primarily at local church level that this begins. Yes, it will spread in, at other levels higher up, in other, uh, involving the younger, young professionals in other uh, capacities in decision-making uh, pr processes of the church, also at, uh, in, at other levels. But it all begins at the local congregation. Feeling somehow that they're back to the issue of being valued. It is. We are back at that. You know what I would love to see? I would love to see... Older. Now that's a that's a I know a loaded it's a, term. <laughs> it's a loaded it's a loaded term. 
those who are my age and, and 20 years younger. <laughs> Let's just keep it that flexible. All right. I would love to see that particular generation um, become a support generation mm. for a younger generation of leaders at local church level. There is nothing in Scripture or in the writings of Ellen White that tells us that you've got to pass 45 before you can be an elder in charge of a church. Why not trust somebody who is still in, or her, him or her, whatever it is, who are still in their, in, in their 20s and 30s with a senior leadership, creative, creative role in the church. Look, people will walk away if they're only giving busy work. If you give them a creative function, where there are possibilities to use their skills, they have so much energy mm. that they would love to see flow into the life of the church. They are gifted by the Holy Spirit. We need them. We need them. If we don't engage them, they will walk away. So it's easy to say, oh, these are the leaders of tomorrow. You're saying, no, let them, let them lead Absolute, today. Absolutely. Uh, trust them. Absolutely. And, and maybe they'll make some mistakes. Didn't you and I? Uh, that's another I topic, but uh, yeah, I know. the truth but is we all we, made mistakes. We all made mistakes. And you said we learn from yeah. them as leaders. Uh, we make mistakes, we learn from this, we grow, we mature. But look, uh, if, if, if you look at Christ himself and the disciples, they were all young, young men, not very professional, maybe some of them, but they were young men and, and a community of young people. And even some of the holy women who followed were, were exactly. young women. They were young women. Look at our own, the beginning of our own movement as a church. They were young people who led. I think we really have to have the courage to trust the younger ones. Oh, I would love to just simply push it over on them and say, you do it. I will support, I will not criticize, I will support you if you want to talk to me. Oh, I would love to talk to you. Please come back to me and I will give you all the support I can, but it's yours to do. And I hand it to them. You and know, I think our church would be much, much better for I, I like what It has you to happen at local church level. Yes, I like what you said, uh, not kind of washing your hands, but being there to support, yeah, yeah. Uh, perhaps uh, to give counsel when, when needed, yeah. uh, and, and just empowering yeah. young leaders to, to, to lead. Yeah. It is a fact that if a major segment of our church. We have to remember that over 50% of our church globally are under 32 years of age. Yes. If that particular half of our church feel that they have no stake in our church, why should they stay? So we've got to listen to our young people. We've got to value Absolutely. people of all age, yeah. and we've got to stay open to new ideas. If, uh, if we could take those three lessons, we would be truly yeah. blessed. Yeah, Pastor Paulson, thanks for joining us for Ministry of Motion. We'll have to have you come back for another program. We're glad that you joined us. If you'd like to learn more or perhaps to read the book that Pastor Paulson just wrote, Where Are We Going? You can go to our website, ministryofmotion.tv. Learn how to be a powerful Christian leader. And may God bless you in your service for Him.